welcome to this special edition of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. We'll be talking to three musicians today. All three of them recently played at Music Fest, and one has a show on September 11th at the Levitt Pavilion at Steel Sacks, Hannah Gill, who we'll get to as our second guest. And I'm here with uh, my co-host for these music episodes, Phil Reese. Nice to have you with us. Thanks for having me, George. Phil, if uh, people are not familiar, helped us out during Music Fest by providing us with a curated list of music to go through to people to see, bands to see. And these are three of them that we had an opportunity to, to highlight and to learn more about during Music Fest. And then interviewing them has been fantastic. So I want to thank you for, you know, kind of providing some of these suggestions and then also coordinating to get these artists on on board. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been quite a, a fun ride from just a, a simple idea to throw yeah. past you down to now uh, kind of some really like, uh, you know, formal interviews with uh, really yeah. high engagement and uh, some really fun things going on. Yeah. And for people who are familiar with the podcast, we're going to continue on with our regularly scheduled podcast, but now we're going to be adding some music to it. So if you are a musician, you want to reach out to us, uh, you can hit our show notes for all the ways to reach out to us. And and if you're a, a sponsor or um, a potential sponsor, we do want to give a shout out to our current sponsors, Venture X, the Burke Insurance Agency, and Michael Bernadin with Remax Realty, Howard Schaefer and Associates. If you're in the market for a new home, please reach out to Michael Bernadin. But again, if you're if you're interested in reaching out to us, we have a lot of fun things kind of chewed up here. That yeah, we're some good let... ideas down the down the pike that'll be uh, coming along. Well, as we get into you know what would typically be the indoor music season, I guess you know it, it's fun to to reach out to some of these artists who have played the area or are going to play, and to get a sense of you know what they're excited about when coming to valley yeah and we try and pick ones that also just have a good backstory you know like uh you know that, that there's an interesting element to how they got to where they are today um and so these are stories that i think we're looking to tell with this with this version of of the combination of a, a youtube long form interview and then kind of selections of the highlights of which is what we're going to share today from all three of them that's right i don't think i introduced myself i'm george wacker by the way the host <laughs> <laughs> I think it matters. Um, we're going to get right into it. We're, we start with Blair Crimmins, and then we're going to, after each interview, we're going to break in quick yep. and, and get back to you. But without further ado, let's go and talk to Blair Crimmins. Hi, George. You can hear me. Hey. Um, <laughs> I want to welcome everybody to this episode of the Lehigh Valley We Love podcast, a little different. We're going to do this one live, more of a musical edition. I'm your host, George Wacker, along with our co-host, well, this way, co-host Phil Reese, who you, helped you us always out. struggled with the inversion. That, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> Phil helped us out with planning a lot of our Music Fest picks. They were based on his taste and the music that he's experienced. You can see some of his photography in the background there. And um, we wanted to continue some of that and continue to talk to some of these artists who have we experienced in Music Fest uh, and who have been nice enough to say, yeah, we'll go live with you. So I know it's been wonderful. The engagement with every artist during the festival just kept inspiring us to want to do more. And then mm -hmm. now afterwards, we were like, hey, would you want to do a post fest interview? And pretty much. We've not yet hit anybody who were like thought that was a bad idea. So. <laughs> we have today is this is great, and we were just talking before we started. I think this was his seventh year in a row at Music Fest. Uh, Blair Crimmins, an Atlanta-based musician, determined to bring ragtime and traditional New Orleans jazz 
the sound to a new audience. He's one of the Southeast most exciting touring musicians, I guess Northeast now too, he's yep. up here. Mm -hmm. um, plays all sorts of music. The banjo is the one, I guess, that you would say he's the most recognized for. All right, Blair, we're gonna bring in, just so you're ready for it. Here we go, thank, thank you, Blair. Man. Welcome, Blair. <laughs> so, what what has been going on? I mean, Music Fest hasn't been that long ago, like a month ago at this point. What have you been up to since then? Well, uh, we've been gigging around Georgia and Atlanta. Um, we had some stuff when we got back uh, and uh, festivals and things like that. So, all the outdoor festivals that were rescheduled from last summer uh, are rescheduled for this summer. And, and I released... Um, an album before we came to music fest i released a cd uh called okay boom which is all of our cover tunes after five four five releases of original music we decided to do a, a full album of cover songs because we've been playing them for for years and people enjoy them um and which people should know too it's not just a cover song you're not do you're it would be as if something like Psycho Killer came out in 1920. Like you do it's it in a, your yeah. style. It's a rearrangement of of contemporary songs and um, classic jazz songs. So you've been to Music Fest. We count. We're counting the virtual ones. I think seven years in a row. You you've been booked and played there. Um, actually, yeah, Bethlehem's a nice like little uh, middle stop for a, a okay. tour. You keep coming back. Do you? What about Bethlehem? Have you been able to walk out there or, or you know experience some things outside of? performing and bethlehem has just been so great to us and and so appreciative of what we do and so receptive i i think i've said this on stage uh, numerous times is that it was one of the first festivals to 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 book me before i had an agent um i was sending out hundreds of packages on my own and, and following up with people and and they got in touch with us and, and put us um and put us on the festival and and it's the one thing that just it happens every year and we look forward to it. we walk around and it, people people come up to me with their kid with their kids and they're like we, we come and see you every year mm -hmm. and then all, not only that but we'll we'll go and play other places all over the country and people will say that they saw us at music fest oh that's awesome yeah so that's i had a, i had a one music question phil before i let you go in i was watching a video and it said when when you first started playing banjo is because you were looking for a specific sound that you couldn't get with a guitar. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the the early recordings that really inspired me in the early stages of developing the band were Louis Armstrong's Hot Five and uh, King Oliver, Jelly Roll Morton, stuff like that. And, you know, those are all scratchy records you know like the, <laughs> but but one thing that you hear it almost sounds like part of the drums is this chunking sound in the background this rhythm rhythmic instrument and a lot of the times it's this tenor banjo for me it defines the sound of that of those early recordings of the 20s and early 30s um because it's this it's it's played with a pick it's a four string banjo and it's played with a pick and it's a and it's a rhythm instrument and it's designed to just be loud as as can be, you know, to, to get through to the microphone, you know, while you have all these horns and stuff. So, so playing a really loud, punchy banjo, the four string banjo, like I play, it's called a tenor banjo. That's what I heard in those recordings. And I thought that was just like the quintessential sound, you know, not only are you extremely talented, but your, your, your band members are extremely talented too. 
thing. Yeah, well, yes. It, no, I mean, uh, the hookers. Are, the hookers really, are very talented. The hookers, and as I always say in the song and at the show, I, I'm a I'm a hooker too. You know, the, yeah. The band, the band that I have, um, they 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 make me sound terrific, and and we have a great time, and and they're just they're just ta- super talented musicians. And Sorry, I just had some more. I, I forgot to add one more music question. So that's oh angela i had a question on that song in particular is there an angela was that written for somebody or is it just oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was uh not a hard song to write (laughs) no i couldn't i can't take it back i cannot take it back i told you that i i wish you the i wish you the best it was a long time it was a long time ago but uh yeah, I mean, it, it, it. Unfortunately for her, it turned out to be our most popular song in, <laughs> in Atlanta, um, where we both live. And uh, totally, yeah, if you want a, a treat, go look up uh, the video for "It's All Over Now." I, not only is the like my favorite mm-hmm. song, but the video is is hilarious. And, and that was the collaboration with the um, puppeteer, local puppeteer in Atlanta, David Stevens. And um, but yeah, I did write the script for that one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically a take on like Sesame Street character ish yeah. kind of thing, and uh, it's wonderful. Uh, you you won't Thank regret you it. From up it south, bar hopping. Yes, exactly. And karaoke singing after you know several beverages. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to take you back a little bit. I think people would uh, would love to hear a little bit of how you got to where you are, if you don't mind sharing a little bit of that story. Um, I would love to start it too with like where, when in your life did you know that this was inevitably you were a musician? Um, that's a good question. I, There's a defining moment, and I just told the story the other day, so I, I'm I'm glad that it came back to my mind. Really, uh, I I was at this um, when I was about 12 years old. I'd been playing guitar since I was eight, nine, something like that. And um, a friend of mine's dad took us to uh, this place called Chastain Park here in Atlanta to see Bob Dylan and Santana. We went, and Santana was the first band. Me and my friend went down to the front of the stage we kind of snuck down there and we were like we were dancing everybody else was sitting around it's kind of like an upscale venue so people are sitting there drinking wine and eating pasta salad or whatever Uh, (laughs) but you know like we're dancing and the security sees that we don't have a ticket to the front and he's like get out of here i turn around and carlos santana is up on stage doing this to me wow and i'm like is he waving at us and and sure enough, he was like, come up. And so we went up to the front of the stage. They pulled us up on stage. Wow. Me and my friend, 12 years old, and they gave us cowbells and tambourines and put actual microphones in front of us. Like Whoa. they wanted us to jam with them. And we were playing for a sold out amphitheater with Santana. I was, I was, I was like, this is, this is pretty cool. I think I'm going to, I'm going to stick with music. And then there's the, the, the pivot point in your career. So like, if we fast forward a little bit to like it's 2007, you're currently uh, like the front man for, I believe it was called Bishop Dan. Yeah, Bishop Don. Alt, yeah, sorry. Don, sorry, Bishop Don. Um, Alt rock band probably just doesn't feel like you're wearing the right clothes. And then there's this day where you go to walk your dog. And do you want to, can you share that story? He got on a skateboard and let my dog <laughs> pull me around a parking lot. And then I, uh, I don't remember much uh, after that. I woke up three days later in the 
and Grady Hospital, Grady Memorial Hospital with a massive head injury. Somebody found me in the parking lot and I was bleeding out of my ear and mm. um, so massive traumatic brain injury. And uh, it was after that I started to feel a little bit different about music. Um, it's, it's weird to talk about it now because now I've been just the way that I am for so long. But when I mm-hmm. think about the way, you know, the, the way that I was and the way I was feeling about music before, it was much different. Something, something kind of happened where I found, I just found this niche that felt supernatural to me. And I was just doing it. From, I was just doing it for myself. Cause I, I wasn't interested in the music I was making anymore. And I, and I just got suddenly just really obsessed with this early jazz stuff and started writing in this style. It came seemingly out of nowhere outside of the, the accident that I had. And, and, uh, I've been going at it ever since. I, I had no idea what I was getting into. I, I just, like I said, I was, uh, like this is weird. This is weird music. I'm gonna try and mix ragtime and, and with like rock and early, and early jazz, and then um, a lot of opportunities sprung up pretty fast. That just you know, like the 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 affirmation just kept happening. Like you're doing the right thing. You're doing. We were talking a little bit about well, music festival in a month. Like, are you planning into the fall now? Are you kind of are you have you had any cancellations, unfortunately, or anything like that? Yeah, we started to have some cancellations. So. You know, the, the pandemic is giving a lot of musicians perspective on stuff and, and, and reevaluating. For me, I, I really reconnected with the, the joy of playing actually during the pandemic because uh, I was putting maybe more energy into just trying to get around the country than I was into the music. Um, so it's, it's, just, it's just time to focus back on music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would so you said you had the banjo there? Would you mind playing a little bit? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know I hate to see you cry. So if you don't mind, baby, just go see. There's a homie crawling tight. All the ways you slip the face, we know those days through. That was excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah. So hey, we uh, we appreciate your we appreciate your time. This is fun. I try not to do things like this, so we appreciate you uh, coming on and spending some time with us. What What do you want to plug most? Um. Yeah. The album is out. The new CD is out. Um, okay. Boom. It's available on Spotify. All that stuff. And we are going to print to vinyl soon. Everyone should just October fifteenth. I was gonna say everyone should just sign up for your email distribution list, and then they'll get it that way. That'd be good. Yeah, can't wait to get back up to PA though. Absolutely, can't wait to have you back this way. Yeah. Well, Blair, thank you so much. We appreciate it again. Thank you for your time Um, and playing for us as well. That was great. Thank you so much, Blair. Welcome, you guys. Later. Looking for a bigger home? Find Mike. Looking to downsize? Find Mike. Looking for a home in the Poconos? Find Mike. Looking for your very own bat cave? Find Mike. When looking to navigate the Lehigh Valley real estate market, the first move is to always find Mike Bernadine with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate. 
He can help you build the right game plan to achieve all your real estate goals. Whether it be a home with 10 bathrooms, a home with a large garage to park your Tesla or vintage Ford Pinto, or just something perfect for you and your family, finding Mike Bernadine is always the best way to go. So what are you waiting for? To make all your Lehigh Valley real estate dreams come true, all you have to do is find Mike Bernadine with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate. All right, that was fantastic. I didn't know I'd learn so much about banjoing. Um, right. It's, it's, it's fascinating that there's a you know there's such a scene for everything, and it was amazing to me when I was watching some of the videos of Blair, and you yep. know he's trying to tell the banjo crowd, "Hey, don't get mad at me if I'm playing a guitar in this particular <laughs> video." But he's fantastic. What like what a great interview. Yeah, absolutely. And and like, you know, he's he's not only this highly, highly talented and, and well accomplished, you know, uh, 1920s Dixieland jazz artist, but he's super down to earth, funny as heck. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure it came across that I was a little bit starstruck in the interview <laughs> because he's one of my absolute favorites. But again, so approachable, so personable yeah, um, that uh, he, he was just a, a, a joy to have on. Liked it a lot. And now we're going to move on to Hannah Gill, who is playing on September 11th at 7.30 at the Levitt Pavilion at Steel Stacks. Free show. Free right? show. Like, if you don't go, maybe you have other plans that are more important. I don't know how. Yep. Hannah is a delight. She's fantastic. Yep. Um, and we have and a really fun story how we met her. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. We'll There's a very, a very cool moment in here. And and again, these are the reasons why you want to check out the YouTube versions of these, because yep. the the editing cool. here, the, the, the music we kind of fade out of because it's not about the song uh, for the audio. You really want to catch the whole thing. Right. That's a good point, Phil. Uh, these interviews have been condensed a little bit to bring you the best of them. So we think you, you are getting the best of these interviews. However, if you want to see the full thing, they're on Lehigh Valley with Love's YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And again, you can go to the show notes and hit our link and get all that stuff. The only so, other thing I would share is some of the editing oh. is around there's certain stories that were you kind of needed the video to, to get the yeah. whole purpose of it. So some of that stuff got edited out. So yes, definitely best of here, but also best of audio as well. Um, and, and certainly you'll, there's some other hidden nuggets in there for the, for the, video, the YouTube versions. Right, we want people to listen on every platform. Go watch, like listen to this, and then go watch the whole video. And exactly you know, as many times as possible. Okay, let's talk to Hannah Gill. Let's get into it. Sounds good. We're back. We're having fun today. This is another episode of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. I am your co-host George Wacker with my co-host for today, Phil Reese. Hello. Who Hello, was everybody. instrumental in designing our music fest schedule? One of which. Uh, the artist that we're speaking to today, Hannah Gill, was on. And we have a really fun story, and we have the video from that. We had an impromptu performance during a lightning storm. So if you're not familiar with uh, Hannah Gill, she's been covered by the New York Times, Teen Vogue, NPR, toured internationally. Her original music videos have over a million YouTube views, probably more now. And you, you probably know her. She's been a singer with Postmodern Jukebox has performed at the Sydney Opera House and for us under a tenant music fest. I will. Right. <laughs> Hannah, we're going to bring you in. Yay, Hannah. Hello. Hello. So we're going to talk about when you were here for music fest and that was fun. But what have you been doing in the month since we've seen you last? Yeah. Oh, I mean, now I live in New York City. And so work has slowly kind of been coming back. So I've been able to when I'm not performing my own original stuff, I'm a I'm a jazz singer and I do a lot of stuff for swing dancers. 
So there have been a few few things here and there. I, I wanted to talk a little bit before I throw it to Phil for some of the musical things. I'm reading up on you, uh, learning about your history and how you were discovered. It was a really, it was an interesting, but like a fun and such a genuinely authentic story. Could you re relay your middle school <laughs> talent? Um, yeah, um, it's yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, but yeah, no, so. <laughs> I, I transferred schools uh, in the middle of eighth grade due to some bad, a bad case of bullies. And so mm. I transferred like mid-year and nobody really knew me, but there was this like talent show that was going to happen. So I, I ended up playing, what did I play? I played Misery, uh, the Maroon 5 song on the ukulele. <laughs> and, um, and I ended up winning the talent show. And so it was, um, so yeah, that happened. And then a couple years, I guess uh, like, a few months later, my dad works at the YMCA and was just having a proud dad moment and was sharing the video with some of the people on his board. And one of the men was like, hey, my son has a recording studio in New York, like as a gift to your daughter or something. Maybe it'd be fun to like take her up and like record a couple songs, see what it feels like to be in a studio. <laughs> and so he held off for a little bit. And then on my 16th birthday or for my 16th birthday, we came up from Maryland and I saw a Ben Howard concert and Michael Kiwanuka opened. It was so cool. Awesome. And um, then I went and recorded just two cover songs with my friend and old musical partner, Brad Hammonds. Yeah. So Brad uh, is the he would have been the gentleman on the guitar behind you in that video yes. for people who were able to be watching. Mm -hmm. um, and that time frame where you start evolving into a tour, that's what becomes Hannah Gill and the Hours, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So I had this really big band, like a three horn piece section and and we would just travel and kind of play my pop stuff. And I, I noticed as I started writing more and more, I kind of tended to go towards that singer songwriter route. So I think I, I kind of wanted to take it down a more broken down road, you know, smaller group. And that's where now it's kind of just Hannah yeah, Gill. Back to this transition for you. Um, he did. He, was he the one that got you into postmodern jukebox or vice versa? Like, how did you get involved with them? So the way that I tell it was that I was a huge fan of postmodern jukebox, like in high school, like it was that coming out right at the peak of like, mm -hmm. like it was just great. So I was obsessed. And I remember writing an email to just their like info, like <laughs> thing. It was just like, Hey, I'm a singer. I'm moving to New York, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and of course, like I didn't hear anything back. And then one day I was out swing dancing and I was talking to a friend and I was like, Hey, I think that that's Robin Adele Anderson, like one of the singers from sure. the band. And he was like, no, she's not. And I was like, I bet you 20 bucks it is. And so I went up and I asked, and of course it, it was her. So I made 20 <laughs> bucks, which was great. So, and we got, we just chatted and, you know, then I started posting some of my music stuff and I got called to, um, to fill in for a wedding gig for her a couple weeks after that. I got a reply to that at info email that mm -hmm. was like, hey, Scott's going to be in New York at some point. He'd love to meet up with you. Because it seems like it happened somewhat quickly. Were you ever kind of like, wow, I'm on the set of my own music video? And like, it just yeah. it seems like... It was super surreal, especially because I really did like idolize a lot of the people that I ended up working with and am now like really good friends with. So I would say your you know your voice the way you carry yourself being pretty much your whole soul pretty is so perfect for that 1920s to 40s jazz style thank you but 
you're talking about like your singer songwriter style where you're headed to. So like, I was just curious, like, are you wanting to not get pigeonholed or is it just like you want to branch out to different things? Like what's motivating that change there? Um, no, I don't think like, it's funny. I, the way that I always describe it is like, and once again, like I said, I'm kind of like a, if anybody like a, like the a music business person's worst nightmare. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, cause jazz is such a huge part of my life. And and the way that I sing. And so naturally it seeps into my writing as well. Certainly. I wouldn't even say versions of myself, but genres that I enjoy writing and listening to and performing. And I've found like, cause you know, since I was 16, I've had a lot of really awesome people teach me about business. And I've also had a lot of people like kind of tell me what I should do or like what I, how I should present myself to have maximum success you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think whether it's right or not like check back with me in a couple years and we'll see what's going on but <laughs> i think the way the way that i just want to go about it is you know every time i release something or do a new project it's just because it's something that i'm passionate in and i and i want to do it and i want to invest my time and energy into it and i might have a jazz album i might have a folk album i might put out a dance that, that authenticity that that being genuine i think so if you're not a music business person's dreamboat i think you are for the audience because you have about you that just seems magnetic for people to just want to listen and um and also you just have a great uh personality or energy about you like now we'll, let's transition to music fest like because i think it's a good story so i'll tell a little bit about what was going on for george and i and then we'll transition to you because i I'm bring sure the video in as you talk is sure okay <laughs> so we're there to see you we go under the tent and all of a sudden the the the, the lightning starts to happen the announcement happens that you know the festival's suspended and like a half hour goes by and i turn to george and i'm like wait don't you have your recording stuff on you and he says well yeah i said well i'm gonna go ask hannah gill you know, if she'll just do an interview right now. We're like, and don't, he, and, don't bother them. And that's what he was like, you know, <laughs> well, I don't know. And I'm like, I'm, I'm already walking away from him at that point. And, uh, and then now it's on, you know, let, why don't you share like on your side, you're backstage, you're ready to perform. You've had. I know. Yeah. It really did work out so well. I mean, yeah, me and the guys we drove from New York and it, it was hilarious because we had literally just spoken to the guy about what he was going to say to, to intro us. And so like I walked on stage, started talking and I could have, we all thought that he was about to announce us. And then like the lights started flickering and we were like, mother, like it came out of nowhere. And like, you can't even be mad because like it's the weather, like, what are you going to do? So we were just bummed because we, we really, we had never played together like as a group in that setting other than like just rehearsals. So we were like really excited to do mm -hmm, it. And mm -hmm. when you, when you asked, I heard Dave be like, you should play a song. And I was like, Oh, I can play a song. <laughs> <laughs> I was just oh, let's yeah. listen to some of it. You see the lightning. Oh yeah. Look back and laugh at the fate of our years. But this was great because it was so like, genuine. Yeah, it was really nice. It was a nice moment. I'll hold you in my arms and tell tales under the moon of these eyes. It went so well. No, yeah, that was it was really fun actually. And it was yeah, just thundering throughout the whole thing. But it was nice because that song, um, Brighter Someday, I had actually like kind of just finished writing it maybe like a few days ago. That's and fantastic. so it was thanks. And so it was one of those that I was like anxious to get to play. It's really cool to get to like 
have a moment like that one where I could just say, yeah, let me sit down and play. Like it, I don't think I would have had that if it wasn't for the <laughs> endless days of practicing. Um, the, the inspiration to write music, where does that come from? I'm sure a lot of places, um, but is there a lot of different things? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, there's no logic to it. I'll tell you that much. It's actually kind of like ridiculous. Like when, I mean, some songs I'll like come back to every once in a while, but most of them it's like, I'll have an idea for a thing. And then like, I won't be able to focus on anything else until sure. it's done. Like yeah, I'll yeah. spend like, I'm like, oops, I just spent eight hours like trying to do this thing, you know, and then I'll wake up the next morning and be like, okay, we got to do it again. Or mm -hmm. like, if I'm doing like some demo on GarageBand, even though it's like really only for like my ears and like a few other people, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you got to know the vibe. Like it's this whole thing. So <laughs> touring wise, how, how is that? I mean, I know that in some places gigs are getting canceled again. You know, there's some restrictions in there. How, what are um, you doing? Yeah, it's pretty non-existent right now of touring large scale like that. I just, I don't even really look at it as an option right now. If it happens, it'll be a pleasant surprise, but I'm not. Certain situations like like getting to travel to steel stacks and sure. like getting to do smaller things where it can actually kind of be controlled, you know, like that is something that's that's really nice. Anything else you want to promote um, for the fall and winter here? I know well, gigs are questionable at best. But, I uh, know everything is so questionable right now, but I will say I'm gonna hopefully post about things as they come. I just mm -hmm. had a show in New York um, this Thursday, this last Thursday at this place called Revision. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of planning on trying to make it a monthly thing. So oh, cool. hopefully I'll get to do another live original thing there and I mean, in the meantime, I'm just playing jazz in New York and I'll be coming back to Bethlehem. And so the rest is, you know, as much as me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're yeah. looking forward to it. Thank you for taking your time out today. Absolutely. To Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much, Hannah. Bye, so, guys. Thank you, Hannah. Thanks. excited i'm going to the show I, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to it these pavilion shows have been fantastic this i only made it to two i think you've been to more but the shows yes. at lever pavilion at steel stacks in bethlehem are for the most part free minus the the summer series that they they put on mm -hmm. um but it's fantastic to sit out there in the grass and listen to some of these artists that are fantastic we we were at the John Worthy show, which was just like just this last the weekend. The fact yeah. that it's free, just the fact that it's free, and we're out there jamming. There, are, there are a lot of people. It was a lot of fun. Oh so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I totally. I mean, to think about the 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 challenge that these people were under the, to book yeah. people, because really things only really opened up in May, and that's when all of the stuff either is normally fully wrapped up and, and ready to be done. And they had to only start then really quite an accomplishment. What all of the different people have done at arts quest yeah. at the Levitt foundation and such. Yeah. And, and what they're continuing to do, because even as we talked to Blair earlier and talked to, we're going to talk to Pepperwine now, mm -hmm. um, the, the difficulty of planning a tour is very real because Absolutely. you don't know in two weeks from now, if that venue is going to be open, hopefully, you know, we, we mm -hmm. stay on track here, but you know that is a reality right now for some of these artists. We are going to be interviewing Pepperwine now, who is yep. 
fun. This is the, like probably I'm glad we're ending with this interview. Not that <laughs> anybody else was not fun, but this has a lot of energy with it. Um, it was totally fun agree. to drop in. You know, there are there are we'll tell the story, but they're married. They met through music, and mm -hmm, you really mm -hmm. get that sense that they they really enjoy what they do together. So yes. It was a lot of fun and great people. So uh, as with all the other ones, these are just good people to learn more about and hopefully support some. And they knew the specific pizza shop in Neptune, New Jersey, that I knew <laughs> was fun <laughs> as well. Like it's it's random. So yes. All right, let's let's get to it and listen to New Jersey-based band who said they like Lehigh Valley more. We are here for another one. This has been fun. Welcome to this musical edition of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. We've been talking to some fun musicians tonight, and, and we're not stopping yet. We have Pepper Wine Up, who is from New Jersey. They have a really fun story I want to get into, and even you know a better sound, but the story is fun as well. Totally. Absolutely. So let's bring in Kelly and Breeze. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Hello! Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming in. Live from New Jersey, we want to catch up. What have you been doing since Music Fest? It's only been a month, but you know, how has the end of summer kind of wound down for you guys? Um, we've just been like pretty much rehearsing. We played a gig this past weekend. It was not nearly as exciting as Music Fest, unfortunately, <laughs> but it was still good. It we was still, still played fun. well. It was still <laughs> all good. And we, uh, we worked on finishing our new song that's coming out and just kind of like finalizing the master, getting the artwork, you know, solidified, submitted it to Spotify for release, all that good stuff. So before we get into all that good stuff, I the the story, and you know, I take this right from your website. It says that the guitar player in a punk band, who I, I'm assuming is Brees, wanted to learn how to sing a little bit better. So did he? He then came to you. This is 2010. So can you kind of walk me through how you guys originally met and then formed the band, and then you got married? So that's also <laughs> interesting yep. too. So can you kind of walk <laughs> us through that because I want to learn more about it. Um. Yeah, I was playing in a punk band at the time, actually, with our bass player, who's in Pepperwine right now. And we had two other guys that we were playing with. And I was just always losing. I was losing breath on stage. I couldn't I couldn't keep my breath. I couldn't hold notes. I couldn't I, I needed help. So I, I would take bike rides throughout Belmar and I, I always drove past or biked past this um, Belmar School of the Musical Arts was the sign that it said on Main Street. And I kept telling myself, I'm going to go in, I'm going to go in. One day I finally went in. I, I say, you know, I just want to, I want like a month of lessons. I only wanted like one or two lessons. Yeah, you said, I, I want one lesson. I was being super cheap. I was like, all I need is one lesson. Like, I'll, I'll figure it out. You just tell me, show me how to sing in, in an hour. Yeah. I'll take it from here. Yeah, you just give me a couple pointers. I'm good. Um, so he tells me that I need to take a month. So I took a month and he says, I'm going to hook you up with this, this quote unquote badass teacher named, named Kelly. So I was like, all right, that sounds cool with me. Um, so yeah, the rest is history. So yeah, we um we met and then like we didn't right away start like seeing each other. We just kind of like would like talk and kind of like um like text back and forth and then we hung out. We went to a Bouncing Souls concert and then nice. the rest is history. Yeah, nice. and we didn't start playing music right away either. Like I just remember having this conversation one time with Brees where he was like, "So like, what could you play for me on the piano?" And I was like, "Nothing." I said like, that. The, what a horrible I thing was to like, say. I literally <laughs> didn't have any play something for me. Because yeah. I, like, I winning <laughs> pickup lines. Yeah. One oh one. I don't know. I, I don't know. So then we just like we just started jamming, and I used to live in this apartment that was so thin that you could like touch the walls with both arms. And so, oh. and I didn't have cable, so it was nothing. It she was lived like, in Ocean Grove, no cable, no internet. So the only thing that we we did wow. was play music together. So yeah. we, we wrote all these songs that we don't play anymore. 
<laughs> well, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, well, I really like where we are now. It's 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 been a crazy journey of you know nobody's even heard of us, and yet we have this huge ten year history. <laughs> like, it's like we just want some people to hear us. That's all. Uh, and we do too. That's why we wanted to do this because we loved yeah. your sound before Music Fest. We love it even more afterwards, and and wanted to kind of include you on stuff like this so we can get more Pepperwine fans out there. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. Thank that's you. right, that's right. I'd say, but you have that the really fun poppy like uh, funk style to it. Like, is that was that kind of were you always in that genre, or are you, have you kind of evolved to that? I mean, I really think a lot of the funkiness like really comes from Julian. Like he just okay. kind of great basis. that. Yeah, and like yeah. we love, we have a, like kind of a wide, varied, you know, music taste between the mm -hmm. two of us. Um, and Julian comes with a different sort of music taste, and you know, because like I'll write something on keys and I'll play the chords, and it may sound one way when I'm playing it, but then I bring it to the band, and as soon as the rhythm section gets a hold of it, and they start jamming on whatever, and then Breeze can like hook into you know a line or something like that, and then yeah. it all comes together. So yeah, I would say the funkiness. Although I got like the soul in my voice, that funkiness mm -hmm. definitely originated mm -hmm. with Julian. I would say it's hard to put you guys in a genre. Like that's one of the things I think George and I we often get yeah. asked that we're like go listen to this band and people will be like okay what genre is that i'm like it's you're preaching to the choir I yeah know. right <laughs> it's so difficult because like it'd be easier if we could just like fit right into a mold and then we're just smushing genres together now and like making up genres yeah um which is what we have to do in order to try to describe yeah. our sound really. that's usually where i end up i'm just like you know what genre you're in? they're in the excellent genre just go <laughs> listen to them <laughs> thank you like I'll, yeah, we'll take that, yeah. like that. <laughs> thank you. Like the the name pepper wine i did see some stories out there but i kind of wanted to hear it straight from you guys like where the name comes from it sounds corny, but um, it's totally true. I have some really messed up dreams. I can thank my dad's brain for that because I feel like I inherited it from him because he uh -huh. has dreams too. But I had a dream that I was in my primary school um, cafeteria and I had walked in and the cafeteria was filled with people, like filled with people. And they were drinking boxed wine and I asked for a glass and I got a glass of red pepper flakes. <laughs> And it's probably because at that time I was doing, I was waitressing still, like starting to teach. But both of us, we used to um, waitress at, uh, well, waiter. Are we breaking news right now? <laughs> so yeah, we both used to wait at this place. And, you know, maybe it was like because of the red pepper flakes and I had to fill them in a bowl. I don't know. I don't know what it was. So we just like, we just threw so it. many names. Playing. How is it to come up to the Allentown area? It's the best. Yeah, we love playing um, Pennsylvania. We feel like the the people in Pennsylvania just are nicer. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> the church is like, what? We're more receptive to our music. Like, we have always found, like, much prefer to play out in PA. Nice. Yeah, we'll take yeah. it. How about that? Absolutely, we'll take it. Um, do you want to move to the Music Fest, uh, the other video we have? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So we have this really other funny moment uh, where... Even just the K did, hits hard. Like we were even saying it during while he was playing. We're like, wow, it sounds like there's like an exclamation point on his snare. Like it's just like he hits it and then he's destroying this kit. And then here comes this amazing part. He hits so hard the cymbal goes clear <laughs> off. And then he's just shrugging and now he's got to try and play without that. And Brees is laughing hysterically. Or <laughs> Kelly didn't even know any of that's going on. No idea. What do you do in that situation? You can't like run over there and put it back on. 
this and is this like, is actually the, the second thing that happened because yeah, earlier, earlier the, the the mic dropped. Yes, yeah. But I think he was just like amped up by the you know yep. the large crowd, the big stage. So yeah, yep. he was def definitely hitting harder than he. Did. <laughs> and, it was, and and that was the thing we were talking about it, and then I we were watching and it's the the microphone that's above that symbol just goes, and it just like dropped low. <laughs> And that one, the, the the guy who's just off stage noticed it right away. So he comes out, puts it up, he tightens it much tighter, and then he kind of tightens it one more time, and Kay like gives him a nod, and off he goes. He destroys that symbol. It took the guy like four minutes to come out on stage. We're all like, he's like phantom hitting a symbol, and it was like like I felt bad for him because it's like he's like, and then he like would remember. He's like, that's right, that's not there anymore. And then I even. <laughs> I wonder what the, the guy watching you who's supposed to be taking care of that was just like into the music. He's like, oh, yeah, I should probably go fix that. <laughs> probably fix it. And the other thing, too, is it it almost looked like it was choreographed. It fell so beautifully. Like, it just rolled down and just landed right it there. Did. And it made a really nice sound on the way down. Uh, it sure did. Yeah. He's like just sitting right there like, oh, that's where it belongs. Yeah, that's just kind of, yep, it's just, it just sits right there. It's like <laughs> I know you guys are gonna are gonna perform for us, uh, which would be fantastic. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what song you're gonna be? Sure. So the song that Kay destroys the kid on, <laughs> Ray. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do it acoustic. It's like a little bit different because I'm not gonna play synth or anything. I'm just gonna play my piano. Um, but but yeah. I pretty much play the same exact thing. Yeah, and if you like <laughs> it, if you like it, it's on Spotify and you can stream it. There we go. Okay, well, we'll let you guys get to it. Cool. cool. Yeah. So again, it's Gray by Pepperwine. Yeah, so Gray is a fun song. It's one of our favorite songs to play out live. It's a good set closer. Gets the people moving. Gets us grooving. <laughs> it goes like this. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you guys so much. Or check out. Be sure to check out their their website to get all the. That's <laughs> great. I, you know, record it. We'll tag you in all this, guys. Again, thank you guys Absolutely. so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Guys. And uh, can't wait to see you on the stage again in October. Yes. Thank you. Hey, thank you to everybody who's watching. Thank you to our yeah, sponsors, uh, Michael Bird did a Remax Realty, uh, Venture X, Molly's Irish Grill, and Sports Pub, and the Burke Insurance Agency. We appreciate your support. We'll do more of these. This was fun too. Like this was really an impromptu thing for us. We're like, hey, we want to talk to some of these artists and we want to go live. And this has been fun. I think we're going to do more of these. Absolutely. So hopefully yeah. have you guys yeah. back on. Thank you, everyone. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Blair. This was a lot of fun for our first music podcast. Again, we, we want to continue to do these on a regular basis, uh, interspersed with our other ones, but I think it's a great way um, to meet some of these artists, whether local or touring, to really sit down and have a little bit of a conversation with them. Puts in his perspective a lot of things and makes you allows you to learn more about music in the Lehigh Valley and, and what's out there. Totally, yeah, and I think this is a little bit of like a post-fest wrap, if you will, um, yeah. to kind of get their experience on how that went and what's happening for them in the fall. But now that we're getting into a groove here, it kind of like what you and I are hoping for is we can start to get these as a a pre uh, you know concert opportunity to get to know them. Like for example, with Hannah Gill. For somebody to be able to like be interested in her music, learn more about who she is, and then just be that much more excited to go see her this Saturday is a great thing. So as artists get announced for the fall, the winter, and then obviously for next year's Music yep. Fest, it'll be really nice to have a library of these to kind of send people to and say, you want to go see this artist and go listen to this. It's really got a cool story to it. Agreed. And, and I, you made this point before even I, I bring it up is we want to make sure that we're doing local music as well. So yes, yes. You know, this isn't just, hey, big bands coming through. Uh, you know, there's fantastic bands that venues like the fun house mm -hmm. yeah and those conversations are happening we, we've got some good good ideas there as well the only other thing i would mention is um we're gonna include uh some links to like spotify and mm -hmm. um youtube videos that these people produce this is where a lot of their um you know either revenue comes from now because there isn't as much opportunity to to sell but we just follow them you know especially if it's if it's someone who just kind of caught your ear follow them on spotify follow them on YouTube, subscribe to them, um, maybe even go to their site and purchase uh, either merch or music straight from them. If you do that, they make a lot more off of that stuff. And it's a difficult time for them. They had a rough year and a half. There's uncertainty into the future. So anything we can do to support them to continue to do what they do uh, is just something that I think uh, is, is an opportunity for us. Agreed. And you can help support them by supporting us. Uh, That's true, not, too. Not that is true. <laughs> <laughs> but we are. We, we've had some really good luck with sponsors. We want to continue that. Yep. Uh, so if you are interested in reaching out to us or even being a venue for one of these podcasts go into the show notes you can you can email info at lehigh valley with love media or again hit the show notes and all the links are in there mm -hmm. i want to thank blair crimmins hannah gill pepperwine mm -hmm. i also want to thank our sponsors venture x in south bethlehem is a co-working space the Burke insurance agency and Michael Bernadin with Remax Insurance of Howard Schaefer and Associates. If you're looking to buy a house, you want to reach out to Mike. Um, Phil, this was great, and let's continue it. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and I'm glad uh, we got more uh, coming. 
All right. We'll talk to you guys soon.